In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, we talk about a gymnastics lesson in humility or not. Brian speaks to an Olympian, and we also relate Olympic and sales performance. Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training podcast created exclusively for sales professionals to help you create your own sales success. I'm Bill Kasky. I am Brian Neal. And we'll be your host for today's episode. I had somebody tell me the longest-running sales training podcast needed to be followed by something. Oh, really? It felt. He said it felt like you the- just kind of left me hanging, like in the world, in this country, oh. of all podcasts... It's the longest running sales, sales training, training podcast in podcast, podcast history. In podcast history. How's that? Can we get that note years. taken? Yeah, in podcast I think history. we were there at the beginning of we, podcast I think history. We were too. So check out the products page on our website, All In, a comprehensive training solution for salespeople. It's an audio package and also advanced selling podcast resource toolkit. We're on the road. You can send us a note at listener at advanced selling podcast. Come see us in the subject line. And we'd love to talk to you about booking for a national sales meeting, trade show, association meetings, do a lot of those. Yes. Uh, getting ready to go down to Fort Smith, Arkansas yeah. again here in a couple of weeks to visit with the fine people at Boyd. Hi, Boyd, Boyd people. Uh, great people down there going down and talk to their account management Fantastic. People, so. Yeah. Well, I had a couple of funny things that I heard as we're kind of winding down the Olympics yes. this week. And yeah. I was listening a couple nights ago. Who is the guy that does the... Uh, men's or the gymnastics yeah. Yeah, it's, color. Is it Scott Hamilton? I don't know if I know what you're talking about, though. I think I know what you're going to say about Oh, that. you do? I don't know. We'll see. This is his moment to shine. I said I was watching the Olympics with someone and he was really dramatic, really into he's, it. He's, yeah. Right? Well, I don't think it's, this was last night. Okay. And he said, and he, he is a gymnast. He is a this gymnast. This guy, whoever we're talking yes. I think it's Scott, but I may not be. Yes. He said, that guy right there beat. All, the best gymnasts in the world in the history of gymnastics, including me. <laughs> meaning this guy just and he it was a, a Japanese a gymnast yeah. and he beat the other yeah. Japanese. He said it was a most amazing. He is he beat the best gymnast of all time, including me. Now, isn't that kind of weird that you would a little bit. insert yeah. yourself into that? That's what I said. Now, he's talking about the Japanese guy. He's like the twister guy, right? Yeah. The twister yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said the sim- similar thing about the color guy because he was going crazy about the whole thing. And I thought, this is his one moment to shine for his sport, right? The, the or, twister the, guy. No, no, no. The, 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 oh, the, announcer. Yeah, the announcer. If you're a, okay. a gymnastics color announcer... You know, well, you're because it was the your same place guy, yeah. in light. It's kind of limited there, yeah. right? So you got you got to <laughs> turn it on while it's there. But I thought it was very, very interesting too. <laughs> it was and it's also interesting the gymnasts and they're, they're they just do stupendous things with their body. And most of them are between five two and five six. Mm-hmm. They're very, very diminutive. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, uh, fellas. And but when they're all then they're, they're stacked with muscles, oh, the guys boy. at least. And when they go hug each other and talk, and afterwards they all look the same. So they all look like they're six two. Right until you go there right. live and in person, they're right. all uh, smaller. Some thoughts. of the rings, the uh, just amazing. It's just amazing what they do. <clears throat> One guy had had his hands. He was doing like a handstand, but his hands were out in a V, and he was straight up, but his head wasn't touching the mat. <laughs> I thought, how does he do that? And then they jump up and they think I think they're going to land on their head, and then they tuck and, and they roll they on the ground. Roll, yeah. Every time they do that, yeah. it scares the bejesus out of yeah. me. So you know, Brian, we uh, have the website, and we have all sorts of tools on the website, and sometimes it just gets a little bit of a hassle to try to figure out how they all work together, the right plan, all the tech mumbo jumbo. We have a solution for you. 
It's called Host Papa, H-O-S-T-P-A-P-A. Complete turnkey solutions make it easy for all small business owners, digital entrepreneurs, and freelancers to get a website up and running. There's no limit to how awesome your website can be with Host Papa's super easy to use drag and drop website builder or their simple one-click WordPress installer. Do you know what WordPress is, Brian? I do. Okay. You can have an awesome website up and running at no time at all. You, you sounded very confident in that, so I'm not going to come back and I just know what it is. I didn't say I could actually use it or could describe it or anything. Okay. I just know what it is. HostPapa is the best web host for small businesses with affordable pricing and an award-winning support team. It's available via chat, phone, or email 24-7-365. Got your back, HostPapa does. Wants you to make sure you get your website up and running with your email quickly so you can focus on more important things like selling, running your business, all that stuff. Shared hosting accounts start as low as $3.95 per month. They'll even throw in a domain for free. So if you're a small business owner, digital entrepreneur, I've always wanted to be a digital entrepreneur, <laughs> or a freelancer, visit hostpapa.com slash selling to check out what our friends at HostPapa have to offer. They host pop, that's hostpapa.com slash selling. Use the code selling and get 15% off powerful, reliable, and secure website hosting for small business owners. That's a great deal if the company would allow you to start to brand yourself yeah. as a sales. I know a lot of companies get squirrely about that, but boy, I think it's a great opportunity I to do too. brand yourself. It doesn't take much at all in terms of design. Hosting with them is great. I would say within probably an hour, you could have something have up your and own running. Site up and, and you can yeah. refer to that and put content up there yep. you can use in marketing. That's not even a topic today, but that's a good thing to yeah. do. Anyway, we have listeners from all over the globe, don't we? And mm-hmm. everyone, this is the one event that brings everyone all over, the, all over the globe together for three weeks or so for the Olympics. And we thought it'd be fun to say, how is selling like the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. What are some lessons we've learned from observing the whole process, from things we've seen in this Olympic Games down in Brazil uh, that we could apply to selling. So we've got a couple of uh, thoughts written down. I've got, I think, three here, maybe a fourth, and you've got a couple over mm-hmm. there, Bill. So I do have a couple. how we can compare lessons from the Olympics to selling is our topic for today. We okay. need the Olympic music. It's got a theme, right? The dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Um, we probably wouldn't need to license that. Uh, well, I just sang it right there. Not very well. <clears throat> anyway. Nobody would know what okay. that was. Do you have one? Think. I've got one, yeah. Yep. In this... Um, I'm a big Michael Phelps fan. I just think that oh, what he's yeah. gone through, I mean, not just the fact that he's an amazing athlete, but he, he was close to suicide a couple of years ago. I mean, he's yeah. had, he had some real issues and drug and alcohol, and he just, he was really struggling in life. And you'd think, why does a guy with 16 gold medals, why would he struggle? But he did. Yeah. And um, But he was, they were talking about his coach growing up. His name was Bowman. I think it was Bob Bowman out yep. in Maryland. And uh, they were asking Bowman, how did he become such an amazing swimmer? He said he did two-a-day practices. And uh, they Mm. said, well, most people do two-a-day, once in the morning before school, once in the afternoon. He goes, no, no, no. He did one practice in the pool four to six, and he did the other one in his mind at 10 o'clock that night. Oh, wow. And he went on to talk about how he would coach Phelps to do – go back through practice and recapture every stroke perfectly and Mm. every kick perfectly. He said, mm. that way, I, I knew that I was training him to do it the right way when he got to practice the next day. Interesting. I thought, God, two-a-day practice. We used to think of two-a-days. It's one in the morning, one in the afternoon, yeah. you're dead. You puke. Two, the second of his practices was in his mind. Yeah. Interesting. That's really oh. good. I didn't hear that interview. That's a great one. Um, well, I had the uh, chance to talk to someone who was in the Olympics. I have someone that I work with who's actually a client 
who's a business development professional here, and she was on the archery team. Oh, cool. Um, in the Olympics in Greece. Cool. And so we, uh, at our last little meeting that we had, she gave us some insights to that. And one of the things I asked her was, as an Olympian, is your goal the right goal? In other words, did you go with the intent and the goal to medal, right. to win, or just to get to the Olympics? And she was very straightforward. This is where objectivity, I think, is a favor to us. She said, I didn't know this. Did you know in um, uh, Korea, that's like their number one sport? I think I got that right. Archery? Korea, yeah. Archery is like like hmm. football or something like that over there. I thought it was golf. It's a really, really big deal. And um, so she said the, the, the Korean archery team is really good. They're really hard to beat. And so it really wasn't necessarily her goal to medal. And I thought, interesting thing. So in selling, I wrote down... Do you have the proper goal? Yeah. So yeah. if you're a certain size company, you know, you're a $30 million company and um, ExxonMobil comes to calling you about, you know, a $50 million contract, what's your goal? Like, is your goal proper? Is it the right thing, right? If you're starting something new, should you start a new deal small to get started versus trying to get the whole program up and running at one time? Mm-hmm. I think it, 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 it's an interesting examination. We tend to think sometimes, and I think Americans are bad at this, the goal should always be to be number one. The goal should right. always be to get it all, right? And I don't know that that's the best way to manage the goal-setting process. That was an I don't observation either. I made. I don't either. Yeah. So Do what did give, she say? Give the proper goal. She just said her goal was not to win a medal. Her goal was to perform as well as she could. Okay. That was her goal. Okay. And yeah, the rest I like of it. that. And I loved it. I, I think it was a really good answer. And I think sometimes we in the sales world think that our goal should be to get it all, right? Or our manager thinks that we should have all the business over there, right? Well, should mm-hmm. you? Should you not? You know, it's it's just examination of do I have, have I set yeah, the proper yeah. goal for the circumstance? I guess that would be a great podcast is how do we know the proper goal? Yeah. Because yes. what you just described with her was she probably had a, once she decided that I want to do my personal best... There was all sorts of actions that lined up behind that. Yes. She was going to have to work out, going to have to meditate, yep. whatever. Especially in archery. I mean, you got to work out a lot in archery. You have a good, <clears throat> yeah, good you cardiovascular pull stamina, yeah. right? When you're pulling that. <gasps> anyway. I bet meditation's critical. Though. Oh, huge. I mean, just to huge. focus and concentrate. But yeah, it's good. That's a good question is what should the goal be? Should it be a medal? I always feel like your goal should not be anything where other people, like my goal to get the business I can't control their perception of me. I can't control whether a competitor comes in and says, right. here, I'm going to give you the business. Yeah. I'm going to buy the business from you. Yep, yep. So I always feel like a goal that that allows other people to come infiltrate the goal is not good because I can't control those Love things. Love that. Love that. So, really good. You had mentioned in the in the pre-work, we met a few hours, and we started meeting on this <laughs> one did. a few hours yeah, ago. We, and we, well, we watched, we watched six, eight hours of Olympics together. And <laughs> That's true. Took notes. That's true. <laughs> But the be ready thing, you know, um, there was a story on about a gymnast. It wasn't this year. It was four years ago or eight years ago who practiced and practiced and practiced. And she used to go from stretching. She would go through the process, stretching for like an hour and then go right to the to the to doing the um, floor exercise or whatever. Yeah. And she was amazing, tens all the time. She got to the uh, Olympics and the practice facility was one hour away from oh, the. Wow. I think did I tell this story? I don't know. I don't. It doesn't sound familiar. <clears> the to practice me. facility was like a long way away from the actual co- uh, competition right. facility, and it threw her off. Uh, it just totally threw her off. And you were talking about how some of these events are twelve o'clock midnight. Some of these yeah. events you don't you don't know when they are. You got to be ready. So being ready for anything at any time 
is very similar to sales. Absolutely. I think we That's don't really know good. when we walk in, the customer may, we may have thought there was going to be four of them and one of us, and we had two hours, and you walk in, the prospect says, look, things came up, I got 20 minutes. Yes, love that, <clears throat> love that. So how are we preparing ourselves to be ready in the light yes. of stuff that happens, because it will happen. That's really good. Can I add on to that? Because it's something I learned. Uh, it depends um, on so how, how long. <laughs> well, we always, too often we do visualization of the of the positive outcome that we want. I think I've mentioned this on a podcast in the past, but I learned from a couple different people in my refereeing business that you also have to prepare for when things go wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're talking about is not necessarily right or wrong here, but it could just be prepare yourself for the, hey, we had an hour, we've only got 20 minutes now. Just prepare yourself for all the things that could happen that are out of your control to be ready to handle them when they, yeah. when they go. So yeah. uh, i got one more here, okay. and that would be um, the idea of how to uh, mentally manage uh, performance pressure. Performance pressure. Because mm-hmm. here's what you, th- you see in the Olympics is you see the culmination of four years of hard work, effort, training, behind the scenes. You never see any of the buildup that comes down to this one moment. And in a lot of cases, the moment are just seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Usain Bolt, is that how you say it? Usain? Mm-hmm runs you know in 10 seconds all of his four years of training lead to that 10 seconds um the men we were watching the floor exercise we talked about that a little bit earlier and this young man from from japan who had just a a tough routine on his little floor routine there and um he had what have they said 70 seconds to do their whole routine Mm -hmm. like all of that four years culminates in 70 seconds so how do you mentally manage the pressure of the performance itself um, and you you have to stay because those tumblers like he stepped out of bounds, which he that. as soon as he knows that. he's yeah. and he's still got to keep going. And then it's like I'd be it, like, well, what the yeah, heck? yeah, just <laughs> walk <laughs> off. Like I'm out, I'm out. Yeah, hey y'all, three gone. tenths. I'll See never ya. make that up. No, it's done. Um, just yeah, shred my singlet and go home. That'd be all all it's worth. <laughs> so I think it's important to know the the in the inside of the performance um, thing for yourself in sales to know. What do I do when things aren't going well? What do I do when they are going yeah. well? How do I stay in the moment? And how do I prepare myself have for the performance? Them, right. Have you rehearsed them? Do you have, yeah. uh, have you rehearsed the answers, the objections? Have you rehearsed all those things and practiced them? And are you ready? And then when you're in the performance itself, when it goes sideways, can you keep going? Yeah. Can you plow through when it doesn't go the way that you want it to go? Yeah. I think it's just like so. I think that's huge. I mean, yeah, gosh, you know, we talk about uh, practice and repetition and, and practicing the objections, even if you're doing a presentation in yep. front of a handful of people, have when you're in your practice mode, have somebody ask you wild, crazy, yes. absurd questions because yes. you don't know when you're going to get them. No. And it's not that you're going to get those questions, but you're going to have practice in taking it in, taking a deep breath, not reacting, and then do, doing what you do. Absolutely. Here's one more I had, and that is I heard uh, Hussein Bolt last night interviewed after, and this is we're recording this this week, so it was on the hundred yard hundred meter dash, hundred yard dash. <laughs> it's an old school hundred yards. Well, I used to run the nine nine eight hundred, <laughs> but the hundred meter. I ran no the four forty and the eight eighty, <laughs> but that's uh, who's paying attention to that? Yeah, I ran the four forty and the eight eighty. Okay, smartass. And he said, and and the announcer, I don't know who it was. The announcer said something like, you know, you're all kind of corny and you're hip and you're, yes. you're smiling and everything. And he goes, when do you put that out and focus on the race? And what did he say? It's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. I saw the it's same. It's my whole you. self. It is. It's he goes, I, br- I bring my whole self. My whole self is the corny, funny, and good, and good runner. I bring it all. And do we really bring our whole self? Yeah, to, I mean, great. I think you're good at it. I think I'm pretty yeah. decent at it. But a lot of times when we stiffen up and we get yeah. nervous, we don't bring our whole right. self. That's really, really good. We just bring our business self, and then it's not really us. We're, we're, we're leaving the good half outside, 
and we're bringing in. I the, think we have a podcast on four out of the six things that we just well, mentioned. Could be like their own episode. I think coming out of here. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Well, we will wait to see who wins the medal counts, won't we? We still have about a yeah. week to go in the game. It's a great, so, uh, so great a week, great two weeks. So. Okay, that does it for the Olympic episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast. If you've not downloaded a free copy of our Ultimate Pregame, go do that right now, ultimatepregame.com, to find it. And if you'd uh, like to learn about bringing us out, send us an email, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. We are booking up fast, so send us an email fast so we can make sure you're on the calendar for late 16, um, first half of 2017. Uh, and if you don't have the app, go get our uh, Advanced Selling Podcast app. Just go to your iTunes app store, or if you have another device, go to your app store and get the iTunes app. It's the best way to consume the podcast. We're glad you're a listener. Thankful for all of you. We'll see you next time for the latest episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast. Bye.